focus your content and content that solves a specific problem. Mm-hmm. Do not be scared that because you're helping someone solve a problem, they will not hire you. They will hire you because you've solved their first problem for free. Mm-hmm. And so choose a problem that is relevant, that is very top of funnel, solve that problem, and they will follow you and get in relationship with you. And ultimately, they will end up being clients of yours. Hey, babe, welcome to the Sales and Social Podcast. I'm so freaking excited that you are here with me today. Are you ready to simplify your sales and learn to sell in a way that feels good, but also brings you in more consistent cash? If you find yourself feeling like you're doing all the things on social media, but it's not converting, you feel like you have inconsistent cash months, but you desire more reoccurring revenue, and you just want to sell in a way that feels good without feeling salesy and also have a lot of fun on your journey to entrepreneurship, you are in the right place. Hey, I'm Jillian. I'm your sales queen and your soon-to-be podcast BFF. 22 years in the corporate sales space, losing my job during the pandemic, having no freaking idea what I was going to do, but knowing that I had a God-given talent for sales, I quickly shifted to the online space, where I have not only been able to grow my own personal business from zero to 500K in just 18 months with nothing more than a Zoom link, a paper planner, and a whiteboard, I've helped hundreds and hundreds of others scale their businesses and explode their sales. So grab your beverage of choice, a pen and a paper if you're anything like me, and let's dive into today's juicy episode. What's up, babes? Welcome back to the show. I am so excited today because I have Lauren Taylor here, and she is a freaking rock star if you guys are not following her on Instagram or TikTok. But Lauren, tell my audience who you are and what you do. You know what? I always have an existential crisis when I come on podcasts and I ask, I'm like, who am I? It's a, I it's a big question, right? It's like, do I start with like my childhood? Do I start with my favorite color? Sagittarius. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah. So um, I started in the real estate space. I was a realtor in Southern California. My husband was Navy. So I really focused a lot on military relocation. And in 2018, I expanded my military relocation company I had there nationwide. And I've always been about organic lead generation. So through that program, now we have about 100 communities nationwide and about 12,000 transactions in the last three years. So if you're not in real estate, that's very high. But what, I, what my superpower I'm is... the baller if you don't know what that means. <laughs> um, what it means is most people, are, if anyone's in real estate right now, they're listening, they're like looking at my numbers like she hasn't sold the dang home because it's not <laughs> under my number, guys. Calm down. But I run the marketing and the branding, right? So it is how do we create relationships who don't know from people that don't know we exist and then turn them into paying clients. And so I've done that for a uh, pay it forward for years now. And then two years ago, I was like, Hey, I'm a, I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to build my own personal brand. So I was like, I'm going to go all in on TikTok, do 30 TikToks in 30 days and see if I can't, you know, build, build my own personal brand. And within a year I've grown a hundred thousand followers and it's like four or five months ago, I was like, I am going to try this on Instagram now. And I just, I broke a hundred thousand followers like a month ago, which is insanity. So insanity. Yes. So my superpower is helping business owners to create organic lead generation strategies, largely based on the data that's provided to them in their social media analytics. Oh my gosh. So this is such our jam because on this podcast, we are all about organic lead generation. We don't want to have you paying for paid traffic. And one of the things that I love about Lauren, if you guys are not following her, definitely make sure you do. We'll drop her handle like 27 times during this podcast is that you do it all, which what looks like such ease on your Instagram. Like you're not doing a bunch of crazy reels. You're not doing a bunch of crazy voiceovers. Like that's what I love about you. So let's talk about one, the importance of lead generation 
organically and then really how you kind of did it. Yeah. I mean, just that first of all, I actually have this business owner I'm working with right now and she had hired someone to do a whole bunch of paid ads for her and something went awry. The relationship went awry and she was killing it. And I've recently figured out like why now she's having issues getting traction back. It's because you hired someone who has an expertise that you don't have. Right. And now we can't, because that went right, we can't afford to hire someone else to do it and to get us back up. So we're forced to learn a new skill. And so to me, the ability to build relationships with free information, free leverage, free activities is the most important thing a business owner can have. Mm -hmm. And also we live in a world where you can post a four second video and it can be seen by 10 million people. Like those are real numbers. Yeah. The biggest problem that I see in organic lead generation is that people think that it needs to look a certain way and it needs to feel a certain way. I have zero could care less what something looks like. I only want to know if it works. Yeah. And so if, if we can get our business owners over the idea that like, you don't need to do talking head videos and have a purple light behind you. And which is evidently the color that every YouTube person has ever told you guys to buy because everyone yeah. buys the same damn color, but you can come to this in a way that's authentic to you and your business and stop worrying about how it looks and start worrying about what it does for your business, you're, it will explode for you. You so, guys, I'm looking at Lauren's Instagram right now and I'm literally scrolling it and there's no like cohesiveness to it. There's no real branding to it, right? Like some are her talking, some are covers, some are not. Like it doesn't necessarily have like a brand cohesive, but she's mm-hmm. fucking crushing it. And that's exactly what mm-hmm. she was just saying. Like, some of it are literally just you walking. It's you mm-hmm. sitting at your desk. So like for the person that's listening to this podcast episode, that's like, well, I got to get my camera straight. I got to get my ring light straight. I got to get a video editor. Let's break that myth right now for them. Yes, 100%. So my first viral TikTok was very, very viral. Like I had had some growth, but very viral. That really took me from like 10,000 followers, to like 60,000 followers almost overnight was my lazy TikTok. And I was done. My son was at his baseball game. It was so hot outside. It was July, of, I think last year, so hot outside. And I was like, I have to get my TikTok up for the day. Mm-hmm. And I had previously like recorded myself pretending to type on my phone, which was like a strategy I had used over and over again with these like typing sound videos and yeah. just making jokes about it. And I was so tired that I couldn't even think of a joke to make. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to tell them what I do. Hey guys, every two to three weeks, I do this. I do this typing video and I tell you guys something that's going to blow your mind about an easy way to meet your next new client. And it gets me 10,000 views and 500 followers like clockwork. And so stop like overthinking it. Yeah. And it just exploded. Mm -hmm. And so I became like the lazy TikTok lady. And in that, I found that there's a demographic, like probably you and I of millennials who don't want to learn TikTok dances and don't want to learn reels. No, I don't want to trend. Like I I don't want to do that. And once I saw that that was a viable way of reaching people and that not only that, but identified with my ideal audience, Mm -hmm. right? I don't care if you're Gen Z and you think I'm stupid for putting meaningful text on screen. I'm not really looking to work with Gen Z, right? So I found that that really worked well with my ideal audience. So I started collecting B-roll videos and B-roll videos are just you at your desk you walking, you traveling, you cooking, just the things that we do every single day. And I started just positioning my words, text on screen with a simple trending sound, four to six seconds that essentially loops over and over again. Okay. That doesn't give you extra views. If someone watches it twice, it doesn't count as two views. It counts as one, Mm -hmm. but it counts as increased watch time. Mm -hmm. So that means that people, if they watch it twice, they're actually watching it 200%. Right. And so that increases your reach. Mm -hmm. So 
that is the strategy that really exploded for me on Instagram because I found a loophole that still exists today right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the loophole was, is that Instagram in this moment exists like TikTok did two years ago, Mm -hmm. where you can't pause a reel Mm -hmm. to read the description. So if I can bring you enough value in my text on screen and to get you into my description where I tell you there is more value and believe me guys, it's value. Okay. Like I'm not, I save every one of her reels. Literally I save it (laughs) and then I read it and then I save it and then I read it. So like it's working, trust me. <laughs> and and so really giving people like step-by-step, step, like I don't hold back, right? No. And that's what happens. They go to my description to read it. They turn down the volume yeah. because they don't want to hear the sound playing in the background where they can like focus on getting the information they need. And it just plays in the background. And then ultimately I ask them to save it for later. I'm like, look, this is important. It is going to help you. And you should save this for later. You should share it with a friend who needs it. And saves and shares are incredibly important in the overall algorithm. So that has been my bread and butter. I would say 90 days into this year, I had almost grown 100,000 followers. And I want to say I made about $400,000 in contracts. Mm-hmm. And I had spoken in less than three videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you watch her videos, you guys, she's not like talking. There's not like voiceovers, right? She's not teaching. It's literally like, I I, I save them. It's like she's teaching on the screen. It's these amazing B-roll videos. And again, it's something that's so simple. It's like you're walking outside, you're cooking, you're laying on the couch, reading a book. I mean, again, I literally have them all saved. And I'm like, it's so simple. And then here I am trying to work with my video editor, trying to figure out my fucking camera, trying to get my ring light set up. And my reels are getting like 200 views. And I'm like, dude, Lauren is crushing it. And it's so simple. Like teach us the strategy. I think that pe- what, the one thing that does elude people because people will follow me, right? And they'll be like, I used the trending sound and it didn't work. And so I've been trying to like dispel this myth. And I, I actually did live live on this today. But there are there, there are four things you cannot control on Instagram or on TikTok. It's going to sound counterintuitive of what we just talked about. But okay. you can't control views. You cannot control follows. Mm-hmm. You can't control the number of DMs you get. And you cannot control the number of people who buy from you. It's not possible. Yeah. But there are a lot of things that you can control. The problem is, is that most people focus on those four things mm-hmm. and like, I want more views. I want more views. I want more views. I'm like, okay, in order to get more views, let's talk about the things that we can control. Mm-hmm. We can control being consistent. We can control using a powerful hook to keep people curious. We can control using proper call to actions to increase engagement versus, you know, asking people to like and follow us, ask them to comment below, ask them to share with a friend, ask them to save this for later. Right. And there's a whole list of things that we can control that business owners largely look over and and skim over and then kind of throw to the side and then get frustrated when trending sounds don't work for them. So if I had one advice for someone who was looking to to start this is focus your content and content that solves a specific problem. Mm -hmm. Do not be scared that because you're helping someone solve a problem, they will not hire you. They will hire you because you've solved their first problem for free. Mm -hmm. And so choose a problem that is relevant that is very top of funnel, solve that problem, and they will follow you and get in relationship with you. And ultimately they will end up being clients of yours. Singular problem awareness content is like huge. Yeah. I love that you say that because literally just today on my Instagram stories, I was actually taking a video of you saying that because literally just today on my Instagram stories, I talked about literally every one of my one-on-one clients is bitching because their reach is down, their story views are down, their likes, saves, all of that stuff is down. And I was like, let's focus on the things that we can control versus the things that we cannot control. So you just like nailed it because not every video is going to go viral, nor do we want every single video to go viral, but focus on the things that you can control. So 
there are going to be ebbs and flows, right? On Instagram. Do you only stick to B-rolls or do you do other things as well for growth? Um, I, I love B-rolls guys. No, but I do other things. So, um, I do record myself on the side. So I used to do talking head videos where I'm speaking directly to the camera. I was going to ask you about that because I love that you talk that like, you've always said that that felt weird to you and it feels weird to me too. Like it feels salesy. It feels weird. It feels salesy. And so I stopped doing that at the beginning of this year when I started realizing that the B-roll was working so effectively. I was like, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to feel like I'm a news broadcaster. I want to feel like someone's friend. And if I'm selling to them, essentially, and if you don't do it properly, that's how it comes across, right? And so there's a very specific person that does that very, very well. And they're a great storyteller. And that's good for them. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that most people will be like, great, Lauren, you're good at it. But I just didn't feel comfortable. With me. Yeah. So I stopped doing that. And I started doing documentation style. So a couple people who are great at documentation style are Gary V and Brad Leah. Yeah. And if you've ever listened to Brad, he's like, you know, a guy was following me around and he's like, we got to sit down, do content. We got to sit down, do content. At one point he just looked at me like, I am the fucking content. Turn on your camera, just record what I'm doing. Right. And so I really took that stance. I was like, forget this. I'm not going to set aside time in my calendar. It's already busy enough to record content. I'm going to start recording the conversations I'm already having on coaching and training and, and staff meetings. Okay. Mm -hmm. And vendor calls Mm -hmm. and people be like, why staff meetings and vendor calls? Because that's where your values come out. Yeah. You guys, that's when you're a leader. Yeah. And then people are like, well, that's, that's not where I'm like talking about sales. I'm like, no, but that's when you're talking about integrity. Like we cannot put out a subpar product. Your clients, your potential clients need you to hear you say that. And if that's the only space where that's said, you have to capture it. So I've done that side documentation style content, which has been really helpful. I am seeing a lot of success right now. in like the green screens behind you, I do hold those for very, well, I would say like specific pattern interrupts. Okay. There is definitely a person who's following me right now. I was like, okay, I'm tired of B-roll. And so I can pattern interrupt that by putting out a type of content that I don't typically do. This just kind of like keeps it fresh and keeps them interested. So mm-hmm. because you do so many B-rolls and the person that's watching this right now be like, might be like, okay, I can only teach so much on B-rolls. Do you have like a certain avatar that you target? So you're teaching almost like the same thing over and over, or do you have like an array of things that you're teaching? Oh, it's a little bit both. So this comes down to like brand, like content pillars. And I think that this is a, people really misunderstand, right? Yeah. Like what your content pillars should be. So are you okay when, diving into this? Is this cool? Let's do it all. I I'm not even so, like reading your podcast form. I'm like, can I just so like pick your couple right things? Couple things know about me. I'm a horrible parker. I'm a horrible cook. I'm a horrible gatekeeper and I'm a horrible upseller. So oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I can't so bad. Yeah. So I think that one of the things when I start talking to people more specifically about their content that they get surprised by is their misunderstanding when people are saying top of funnel. Okay. Mm -hmm. So top of funnel is the things on a very wide scale that are interesting to your ideal client. Mm -hmm. So I primarily help people build their personal brands, right? We talked about this through, what's it, making more money by creating less content. That's like what my bio says, right? Mm -hmm. What else is interesting to that person? That person is also interested in wealth building. That person is also interested in personal awareness and mindset. Mm -hmm. That person is also interested in AI, right? Mm -hmm. Now I may not have an AI class and people will like not talk about that because like, well, I don't have a class, but how can you align that in interest of your ideal audience. And then once they're following you, they can see what you're the expert in. Mm -hmm. So think about who your ideal client is Mm -hmm. to like AT, 
what are the other things that interest them? And that should be your brand pillars, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. That is what served me brand over brand over brand. I love that. That's so good to think about because I think it is true, right? Even like me, like my ideal client wants to learn sales, but they also want to work on personal development. Yeah. They also want to work on integrity. They also want to work on self-care. They well, also what's want to- also an obstacle in sales is like imposter syndrome, right? And where is imposter syndrome seated? It's seated in confidence. And where is confidence seated? It's seated in habits, right? Yeah. So if you, I always like to do the triple why of like, why is someone not selling? because they lack the confidence in the results or they're scared of rejection, right? So now we have a tree. So now if I'm going to help someone sell better, two pieces of content I need to do is how to increase your your confidence in your results and also how to overcome objection. And then it just branches out from there. Mm-hmm. It's so good. One of the things that you actually talked about before we started the podcast, you were saying that you don't do anything that's not top of funnel. So we have a lot of podcast listeners that are talking that we have right now that listen to this podcast for sales and they're doing lots of things that are not feeding the top of the funnel. So for someone who is a rock star in sales, you know, you are crushing it in sales in many areas of your life. Why is top of the funnel so freaking important? So what we were saying was, (laughs) I were talking about me having a podcast and I was like, like, why don't you have a podcast, Lauren? Because I was slammed with sales calls, guys. I am someone that I, I don't want a click of the button. I don't have a product where you can click of the button buy. Me neither. Because it's just not my vibe right now. Maybe yeah. I will someday. Not right now. And so I got so slammed early on this year with sales calls and onboarding calls that I there was no point. And so I will not do top of funnel activities mm-hmm. if there's no point. Why? So I can get more followers. That means nothing. That doesn't feed my family, right? So we recently brought on a sales team who now like my only job is top of funnel. And so I'm like, how do I expand this? Like how, and now finally I can think about podcasts. I can think about blog. I can think about more speaking arrangements. But when you have a bottleneck like that in your business, and it's a, not even activity that you don't like, but an activity that I had become burnt out on. It's like, all I want to do is serve people, right? And I was losing the patience to go into the depth of the type of conversation that I would truly want to have with someone to see if they're they're a good fit for this program. And that is the job of my sales team. So if you ever DM me for anything, guys, and they ask you a hundred questions, it's because it's a hundred questions that we I ask them to ask, okay? They're not trying to like not get you to work with us. I want to know what type of that person is and make sure that they're actually a good fit, right? So if you have a bottleneck like that, mm-hmm. It's keeping you from doing other activities. Like, I know I should do this. I know I should do this. But ultimately, like, there's other problems in your business. You'll never get to that. And, you know, a good example of this is I have a a girl I met with yesterday and she has like 16,000 followers. And she's like, I need more followers. I need more followers. I need more views. And I'm like, no, you need a better offer. We need a better conversion strategy. We need a better engagement strategy. So for some of your listeners right now, you guys have great views. You have great followings but you are focusing on getting more great views and more great followings and you don't have the rest of the pipeline figured out. And so if you're just going to become burnt out and then frustrated that these people aren't buying from you. Whereas if you just focus the next like 30 days on like honing your message, honing your unique value proposition, what, you know, how to get in more conversations and DMs, whether you want to have those conversations or not, it would completely change your business. So then you could just focus back on top of funnel. Yeah, it is so true. I have an Instagram post. I think it was posted 
I think it's coming out later this week, but it literally says like the number one hack to sales is literally just have more conversations. Because I think so, you already posted that. I think I read that. I was like, yes, queen. Yeah, like, no, it came out already. It was yeah. this morning, by the way. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. I, I know. I knew it like it came out sometimes, but it was like, it literally is just that. It's like, we don't always need more people. Like you just need to be having more conversations, like yeah. have more conversations with the people that are already in your audience. People have completely overestimated because they think it's like Logan Paul and like all these like crazy views, right? And like Gary Vee and like millions of dollars and millions of views, like you can be so successful with micro amounts of that. Yeah. If you're speaking to all sides, right. If we're putting out content that's designed to post in relationship with more people, if we're putting out content that's designed to educate the people who are already following us about how we're an expert and how we help them solve problems. Mm-hmm. And this is the kicker, putting out content and or sprinkling into the content we're already doing the exact call to action of the next step. And so there's been times in my journey where I've looked back and been like, why is no one joining my group right now? Why is no one messaging me right now? Why is no one downloading me right now? And then I go back and I look at my content, Jillian, and I'm embarrassed. It's like, I haven't talked about it for six weeks. I have not plugged it for six weeks. So making sure that, you know, three to four times a week that when you're posting your descriptions, when you're putting your text on screen, when you're crafting your reels, that some of those are specific to take the next step with me. And some people, that is a very uncomfortable space. They are scared to ask for the next step, but you have to. They have to. They absolutely have to. This was such a good episode. You guys, I say this a lot. There's some episodes that people come on and I'm like, this is like a six-figure episode. If you literally did what she said, put it into action, absolutely implement it, you will absolutely see your sales skyrocket. Lauren, where can people find you? Please tell us all the things. And what do you have going on right now? So you can find me on Instagram. It's probably the easiest one because they have the best messaging system and it's at like Lauren Taylor. So just one full word. Um, I got a lot going on right now. Right now I'm just enjoying having people on my team to take those calls. If you want more information, you can just send me a rocket ship or just say, hey, Lauren, I heard you on this podcast. So that way I can send a great thank you gift to Jillian. But yeah, well, I mean, I have a coaching program that we're running, but honestly, I'm just loving having people take this information, putting it into play in their business seeing the success, whether they're paying me or not. I mean, those DMs of like, I tried that thing that you told me to try and it worked. Like I live for that. So please tell me if you try and it works. That's absolutely amazing. That's why we love having such heart-centered entrepreneurs on the show. Lauren, thank you so much for being here today. I will continue to save every single post that you put out because I am literally obsessed with you. Thank you so much for being on the show today, my friend. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sales and Social Podcast. If today's episode has you fired up and you loved it, could you do me a huge favor and leave a review over on Apple Podcasts or take a screenshot and share it on social media and don't forget to tag your business bestie. And while you're there, connect with me on the gram at the Jillian Murphy. I'm on a mission to change the mindset of sales. I want people to love sales because the reality is sales is the foundation of everything you do. It's how your business generates revenue consistently. So show up and be unapologetic about selling because once you fall in love with selling, babe, sky's the limit. So I'll catch you on the next episode, but until then, feel free to slide into my DMs because I cannot wait to get to know you better.